We've got weddings on the mind. Pete's getting married this week. Welcome to the Free at the Back podcast. How you feeling, Pete? Oh, fuck's sake. So, if one more person asks me how I'm feeling about this fucking wedding. How you feeling? I'm fed up of weddings. Well, you've done very well to actually get someone to say yes. So, <laughs> credit where credit's due. Are you nervous? I am a little bit. I'm trying to forget about it. <laughs> everyone keeps reminding me. So, Well, I'm going to continue to do so. Don't worry. <laughs> Howie, say hello. Bonjour. Have you got a joke for us? Oh, I have. Yeah, I've had, you've, got, you've, got, you've got a choice. One, one sad joke about a man having bad dreams. Uh, and one about Scousers. Well, we'll go with the, the chirpier one, considering it's Pete's wedding week, so we'll go with the Scousers. Oh, I'd have gone with the other one. Don't want to oh, offend any Scousers, do you? Look, it's, they'll it's, they'll it's, burn it's your a, house down. It's been enough about you this week already, Pete. All right. Actually, right. That one, it makes me laugh. Right, right, it makes me laugh. Right, it's quite sad. So, there's a man, and he's, he goes into work, and he's been having, some, he's been having a bad dream. And for... um. Especially for the drama queens amongst you, you might call it a nightmare. But um, he's going into work and he keeps having this bad dream. And then he says to his mate, mate, I'm oh, knackered. I haven't been able to sleep. I just keep having this this bad dream. And he goes, oh, well, sorry to be that, mate, but just keep your head down, keep working. And he, he comes in the next day, absolutely shattered. He goes, I've had that bad dream again. And then his mate goes, well, what's this dream about? And he goes, well, I just, I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm in this dream. And then all of a sudden I'm, I'm drowning. And it's terrifying. I mean, I'm, I look all around and I'm just in this sea of orange soda. And his mate goes, well, don't worry. Some of your fantasy. <laughs> it's getting worse. <laughs> week on week. We are going to lose listeners because of this. Poor content. <laughs> I don't mind it. Fanta Orange is my favourite drink, so um... I'm on board. <laughs> oh, <dear. laughs> well, it's safe to say you're not, do- you're not doing stand up at my wedding. <laughs> well, I'm, I, I would have given you a, I would have given you a chemistry joke, but I knew I wouldn't have got a reaction. Oh. <laughs> oh, two for one, much. two for one. So <laughs> two for, two oh, for. God, right? Okay, well, we're going to be talking about the weekend's football. We're going to go on to Overland and see. We've got our five stars and the Pratt at the back. So we'll start with the record-breaking, well, record-equaling, should I say. Equaling, I was going to say, at least get the first part right. Leicester 9, Southampton nil. Leicester technically, 9. Te- technically, it was a record. The biggest ever away That is true. In the Take that back, League. Pete. Record. Yeah, but that wasn't what you meant. Yeah, but I'm going to claim it was. <laughs> <laughs> to start off, I don't care what anyone says. Ryan Bertrand is not that important for Southampton for them to get bopped 9-0 after getting sent off. <laughs> no. Mm, but imagine being that guy, rightly or wrongly, but he is that guy that made their team lose 9-0. However, <laughs> him going off, I, I think I'd like to be him. If I, if I was any man of that team, I think I'd like to be him because screw being on the pitch with the rest of those bloody losers. <laughs> you could be that guy to claim that you weren't part of it. <laughs> no, it wasn't. It was nothing to do with me. It wasn't on the pitch. Well, he's rightly sent off though. Yes. Naughty tackle. Do you agree with the whole red card, even though a goal's just gone in? Of course. It's not as if the it wasn't a like a last ditch kind of thing. It's it is a double. It's so like mm. it's a red card. <laughs> it's like I watched it. Mm. 
This is what I've been talking about. I just think there's two. I don't get me wrong. It's not a good challenge, but there's, there's no. I don't think there is intent, but it's high. I just think now, if it's a normal foul, you get yellow, and if it's anything else, you get red. I don't think the behaviour has to be that severe. But do you think that what what do you think it needs to break something for it to be a red? Because oh, I'm not saying that. I just, it could have though. I don't know. I just wish. Yeah, it could have. But, but it, it shouldn't off, take but... it happening for it to to be given as a red because I think that's, that's it's a dangerous tackle. But whether he means it or not, he's done it. See, I I, I yeah. think w- when I saw it live before even the goal goes in, I'm thinking, oh my god, that's a red card. And then they score, and for some reason, I do transition to a oh no, okay, maybe a yellow. But they probably won't even go back to it because it led up to a goal because it's that sort of advantage. But when you see the replay, you can see why that's a red card. Uh, I think there's also a lot of plaudits to go Vars way in this on this particular point. Well, we'll probably slate it enough today. So yeah. I mean, it, it's it was it was good that it went back. I think that's what it should be used for. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I, it's definitely a red card. I'm glad that they went back to it. The weird thing is, from the replay, the linesman has the clearest view of it and does not even put his flag up at all. Doesn't even bounce. So VAR rightly used in that situation. I wonder what the linesman's been told to do, though, in that situation, I guess. Yeah, I think, yeah, all the officials at the minute seem to be not knowing to whether to give or take, but something's got to change. But However, are you ready for this? So there's a lot of goals in this game. So I'm going to try and cover this very, very quickly, not to bore the listeners. So Milton Keynes' own Chilwell with a goal, which was obviously the one that, that was just before the red card. Um, I'm not sure about what the... I don't know who... I think it's... Um, who's that young right-back? Valerie, that's his name. Valerie plays the ball across his own box to Tielemans to make it 2-0. Aosie Perez's first league goal for Leicester. And then the Southampton fans started to leave. This was in the 20th minute. 20 fair, minutes right. in, 10 men, and the Southampton fans started to leave. It's probably the best decision they've made all week. They thought, you know what happens here? Whenever any fans leave, your team comes back and they win. But <laughs> think about it. That's what always happens. Think about That's it. what always happens. That you, what, you're 3-0 down, 20 minutes in, you're down to 10 men. It's a, fri- come back it's a Friday night. Started to rain. To do. Started yeah. to rain. Well, to be fair, they did have better things to do if they were a Southampton fan. <laughs> Imagine you'd stayed. Oh, you'd have seen a goal fest, Pete, if you'd have stayed. <laughs> However, Chilwell continued with a great swing and ball in to the back post. Um, Vardy then makes it five. Stadium was half empty at this point in the second half. Um, Perez starts... Um, the second half by getting his hat-trick. Vardy then gets his second, which Chilwell, Chilwell was involved again. Then you see the Johnny Evans sitter that he missed. He's He can't be more than four or five centimetres off the line, and he completely misses it, goes straight past him. I think we can I, forgive him. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, he's got, um, well, the reason I'm going to forgive him, because did you know it? it's 6-0, he stopped and told everyone in the, in the Leicester team that, boys... The record is nine nil. <laughs> oh. It was only it was only six nil at this point, and he still stopped to tell the rest of his team. And even Jamie Vardy said this in his uh, post match uh, interview. Um, Madison then obviously with a class free kick to make it eight, breaking oh, the highest ever away record. Just just rewind quickly. Johnny Evans is a prick. 
Northern <laughs> Ireland zone. Yes, you can't <laughs> stop at six nil. Start shouting about oh. the record at nine. <laughs> oh. I mean, that's great mentality, but my word, what a prick! Some would say elite, Pete. Eh? <laughs> anyway, We're moving on. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, as as Howie said, alluding to the uh, breaking the highest ever away win record, that was done at 8-0 with the free kick from Madison. Vardy then made it 9 from the spot, completing his hat-trick, equaling the record of the highest ever Premier League victory, uh, which were, do you know what the previous game was? Man United. That's correct. And there was a Schmeichel in both of them. Yeah, there was, yeah. A Schmeichel in both of them. Um, and since then, I thought, honestly, that Hassan Hoot would have been gone today as time recording on Monday I've, I've, I think when you get a result like that you have to be considered anything to do with tactics formation or team selection I think it's a free it's, it's not like the game it's all down to players just bottling it they have not and, been very good lately bearing in mind yeah but they haven't been losing every week have they most weeks they're in the bottom mm. three well they're in yes but they're probably expected to be down there I'd put other teams ahead of them that should be down there at the minute but uh, to be fair, I, I'm saying this. I, I am a fan of Hassan Hootle, but when you get bopped nine 0 when you're that far down and not getting results very often, you've got to be questioned. And it's even so much so that there was reports today that these that members of the Southampton board have actually come out and said that they are backing him. Um, but surely he's oh, got to be under a lot good. of pressure. <laughs> yeah, so. I don't. I don't blame Hassan Hootle. I mean, if I were to manage that team for that game, and Bertrand doesn't get sent off, I will get a better result than nine 0 and I'm not a manager, so I don't blame him. Yeah, no, I I, I agree, but I just I uh, I think these this day and age where managers get called out after one result, let alone not being in great form and then it being a record breaking nine nil loss. Yeah, you can see why there'd be question marks. But ultimately, what a day for Leicester. <laughs> Let's be honest. Brendan Rodgers doing a good job. In the t- was he are they third now behind Liverpool and City? They were second until, until the, uh, the City game. game. Yeah, that's it's done their goal difference. The world are good. It makes me sick. Yeah, plus seventeen now. <sighs> if yeah. you come into league, you think, oh, what, what a good attacking team. No, they just had one team surrender. <laughs> Not to surrender, Pete. They Bend over. What was everyone wide. Yeah. What was? Um. I like the Perez one at the back post. Is it Perez? The Chilwell swinging yeah, across. Yeah, that was lovely. Yeah. Probably I don't really think I can enjoy anything about it, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I just really Nine can't... goals, you enjoy no. one of them. I just don't <laughs> like it. I don't know what it is. It's that is about outrageous. Leicester. I don't like. I don't mind Leicester. Oh, no. I... I don't know what's do the hate. What, do you know what I do? I'll tell you what I do don't know like. I really like. Brendan Rodgers. Terrible no, man. No, I like Brendan. He's Chocolado. Nah, he's terrible man. Chocolado. Yeah. It's funny, nine goals, and for me, player of the game, Ben Chilwell, he was absolutely unbelievable. Yeah. Milton Keane's own. His crossing was insane. Well, Buckingham, I think. But yeah, his crossing was insane. Yeah, it was very, very good. But but um, I really liked the Elliman's finish as well. That was class. Great assist from Valerie, as I said. <laughs> but we alluded yeah. to the Man City game, and they did actually bop Howie's favourite team. 3-0. I wouldn't say bop. Three fortunate goals. <laughs> um, yeah, it was, uh, yeah, well, both, yeah, 3-0. Both teams started in a uh, 4-3-3. Probably the point of interest was 
Dougie Louise starting for Villa in the middle, alongside uh, McGinn and off the top of my head, it was Nakamba. That's oh, his name. Marvellous. Marvellous. There's nothing marvellous about him. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Mon, Man, Mon, Mon City. Man City just dominant throughout the first half, but not at their slick best. Um, you could tell that, like, Pep wanted to get them in at half time. And um, whatever he said worked because 21 seconds <laughs> later, Sterling scored. So it was like a, a long kick from Edison. They, it's, it is been given as a Gary Zeus assist, but I'm not convinced he got a touch on it. And then um, Sterling plays it, plays it through um, uh, through the legs of the keeper. He can kick it very far. Edison. He can. Oh, he can. Yeah, very, the opposite box. It was a good kick too. It's a nice connection whenever he hits it. Yeah. Well, it should have been Tuna as well for the block on the line from Tyro Minks. Oh, yeah, from Tyro Minks. But how good was that W from Gabby Azus, by the way? Oh, yeah, yeah. Did lovely. you see it? Yeah. Where he dropped his shoulder yeah. and that guy literally went to the shops. Didn't see him again. <laughs> Left. Unbelievable. Still there now. But then, um, yeah, it was insane. But then uh, the second uh, was De Bruyne as well. It's been given... De Bruyne, but here's where the but it had to be given the, to him, didn't uh, <laughs> because of the decision, right? So for those of you who didn't see it, De Bruyne hits an in swinger, and uh, there's a number of pe- it's from a free kick, it's from a set piece, and the obviously the defensive line are probably what 10, 15 yards off the keeper's goal line, and as it swings in, um, a number of defenders try to win it, as does that. De- De- as does David Silva, who claims a touch, but then it goes to VAR, and then they say it doesn't get a touch. But because of that, Raheem Sterling, who did look a yard or two off to me as well, couldn't be interfering with play at that time because he was onside when De Bruyne hit it. Give it as De Bruyne a goal, everything's fine. Shouldn't be, or shouldn't is it? be De Bruyne a goal. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I just think, yeah. I, it's tough, isn't it? Because you, if it's one of those, it's that knock-on effect, right? If De Bruyne doesn't hit it or cross it like that, De Silva's not active, or David, David Silva's not active, sorry. And if David Silva doesn't try and get that touch, Sterling doesn't move his body, get in the way of the keeper and just block everyone. I, I think the biggest telltale sign for this was um, when it went in, Silva was celebrating like it's his own goal. Yeah. Now, now yeah. to me, if I'm a ref... He felt he hit. <laughs> he told and, the ref. Well, that's the thing. If, if if he tells the ref he's touched it, if he is celebrating like he's touched it, and that's... And, you know, the person in the ear is saying, well, Silver would, if Silver touched it, Sterling's offside, then I think you've got a decision. But maybe the the wrong things are being said to the keeper. Or to the keeper? Sorry, to the to the ref. Yeah, to the ref. Yeah. Yeah, I think regardless, if... If you're sat in that VAR room and you think, oh, no, actually, I don't think David Silva got a touch, that's a De Bruyne goal. And then all of a sudden you see David Silva go over to the referee after you've made the decision, pass this information to the referee. And then you see David Silva point exactly where he's touched it with his foot. You are like, oh, God, another week where we've got one wrong. And to be honest with you, from the replays, I'm no qualified referee. None of us here are, but it's quite clear as day. You can see that he does get a touch. So I don't know what they're seeing. Mm, I mean, I think I think it's the faintest of touches. I don't think he's known anything about it, but because of the force that De Bruyne has hit it, it doesn't matter how much of a connection you got, whether it was a centimetre or a millimetre, 
it was going to change the course, the the, the course of the ball's direction. Yeah. And it does. Yeah. I, I think it's the second thing VAR gets wrong in the game as well. Well, not VAR because we've got to get people out of doing it. Yeah, people, I know, yeah. Because I think that there was a penalty in the first half of Villa and. Is this the one on Douglas Louise? Yeah. Yeah, no. I, I was going to ask you about this because it's a difficult one because there's actually, he's actually been tackled from three directions. <laughs> and it's not the... I think Cancelo gets the ball and I think Fernandinho absolutely clears him out. And then Edison finishes off the job. <laughs> and then Edison just yeah. clears up the ball. I mean, I don't... Yeah, for me, it's, it's a stonewall penalty and I, yeah. I felt sorry for him there because it was... It seems to have gone under the radar with everyone. Obviously, there was lots of replays of it, but there was no no one actually pointed out and said Fernandinho is his touch on the player because he because Fernandinho really clobbers him as well. It's not even close. Yeah, yeah. Fernandinho didn't have a very good game, honestly, which I think we'll touch on when we get to his uh, second yellow. Oh, but um, special mention for Edison, who did make some great saves. He did. He's backing up, backing um, up, my best keeper in the world shouts. Mm-hmm. Very much so. Um, and to finish off. Uh, third goal, makes up in the box from a corner. Ball comes edge, Gundogan. And he hits it with a Letitia, which I like. Oh, the, where the, the you're kick. in the air, you lead with the yes. left, struggle with your right. Lovely. Now, where are you? See, for me, this is like a forward flick as opposed to a volley. Yeah, it's not so a volley. We'll just call it a Letitia. It's not quite a volley. It's more of it's a... It's like a, an extension of the leg. But I like that you set yourself in the air with the other yeah. leg. Very, generate the very power. pleasing on the eye. Yeah, it's lovely stuff. I'd call it more of a, a push than a, yeah. than a, 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 a volley. Yeah. It's a lovely finish, though. He's, he's like coming across his body as well to do it. Generates the power of his left the, leg. The uh, I thought, to be fair, Villa actually did a right first half. I think, well, they did everything right apart from the right decision, I think. They, they had chances. I don't think City were as yeah. dominant as... The score looked, suggests. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the, mm. the, I, think, I think they were the, the team on top. But I know what you mean. Yeah, I think the best chances could have gone to Villa had they made the right choice. There was like multiple times where there was like three on two, four on two, and they just didn't make the right pass. Um, marvellous, not so marvellous being a key person to that. Very, a very erratic performance from him. Yeah, a bit of me thinks you have Hurahan in there and then you just rotate him and Greedish down that side. Yeah, because they're interchangeable, but and I, I don't see what he brought to the team. A favourite moment from the commentary where uh, the commentator, after Fernandinho gets his marching orders, says, "And this means Fernandinho misses the home game against <laughs> Southampton." <laughs> well, it's it's a horror. <laughs> so I yeah. don't this. think he'll be missed. Oh, yeah, no. I noted this, uh, but another defensive issue is Fernandinho sent off. Well. He's been banned for the game against Southampton. <laughs> and if anything, all that's going to mean they do is that, because they've got Southampton uh, t- on Tuesday as well in the Carabao Cup. Yeah. So that, it just means he's probably going to play that game instead of Saturday. So, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, for f- fancy football uh, players out there, get your triple captains out. Because <laughs> mm. <laughs> so, they've got no Bertrand and apparently he's their number one player. Oh, but yeah, anyway, marching orders. Well, I don't know why Fernandinho's making that tackle, if I'm honest. Oh, it was, it was crap. It was just crap. Just tripping a player, running back to goal, pointless. Yeah, didn't need to. Pointless. It's not as if they were like winning by one either, was it? Exactly. Yeah. Okay. And then, not much to report after that. McGill at the bar. And Pep coming out saying that he was not impressed. 1-3-0. <laughs> 
It's not. Yeah. Oh, well, I think that's a fair. What is it to be Man City manager? I think no, I think that's it's a fair, 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 uh, fair thing for them because I didn't really think they played that well. I thought they were poor. Oh, if only we could all play bad being with them. <laughs> mm. right, okay, so Brighton three, Everton two. Yes. Well, I'm telling you, Brighton, great team. Well, yes, they are very good to watch, but. I learned something this weekend. I didn't realise Brighton have only won before this game. Had only won two games this season. Yeah, yeah, them and oh no, I'm thinking they're like, Wolves. Yeah, they're like the polar opposite of Crystal Palace, where you think Crystal Palace are going to lose every weekend and they don't, and you think Brighton are going to win every weekend and they don't. But this weekend they did. But they did. Um, but they did. Let's just talk about Pascal Gross, shall we? Jesus Christ! Good free kick. What a goal! Great free kick. Oh. It was it was a lovely goal, but I mean, it's kind of been going that way for Everton away from home. They haven't won away from home since March. It's a long what, this time. Jesus, I didn't know that. No, no win away from home since March. Um, what Marco Silva's Everton? Marco Silva's Everton. <laughs> yeah. But no, it's a thunderbolt of a free kick. Um, Connolly drew the foul quite well. I thought um, he was very lively again up top. Yeah, he's a good the, player. The, the thing I have for the for the uh, the free kick though, I'm not sure whether it's a wall. It's the fault of the wall or the keeper because he's hit it well, but it's not in the corner. Are we talking about? Oh, Pickford! I have no idea what he's doing. Where? Why? Yeah, his position. I feel like the wall. Horrendous. The wall cremated. Like it literally parted in two. Yeah, but, is Richarlison no, in that wall? I, I think so because he's about half a yard away from it. I don't know if he stepped away from it or not. Yeah, I'm not... whatever he turns his back. But I couldn't work out whether it was the keeper's fault or whether the, the defender. Oh, was 100%. just... But I don't know if that's a case of he's, he's set a wall up and the wall has decided to part into two, which has then made unless unless he's done that on purpose and said but I'll cover that. Even, even if you say that, right? But have you seen where the ball is in relation to his like? So take his feet aside. Where he's got his his hands ready to save. If you see where the ball goes in relation to his hand, and then the poor connection he well, I say gets. Yeah, for me, Pickford's to blame. Just all of it. And he's responsible for the wall. He's responsible for his positioning, and he's absolutely responsible for trying to make get a hand on it. And he didn't do any of it. Hmm. But I mean, Everton did get back onto level terms. No, um, oh, well, that's the least inspiring equaliser we've ever but, seen. I know Richardson's good with his head, but ball. Well, you say it was, but it wasn't his head, was it? Webster. <laughs> I mean, he definitely celebrated like it was his head. And, I, and <laughs> upon the first, I forgot it was an own goal when I was watching it and uh, the replays. And I was like, it's because they claim it's Richarlison's goal, he, right? He, on the cards. Well, yeah, and Richarlison also claims it himself. Celebrates. <laughs> but no, it was definitely He's 100%, Brazilian. 100% an own goal. Um, I thought Walcott was very lively again for Everton. Don't like him with long hair. Very strange. Weird. But if it, if this long hair has made, has made him be able suddenly to run with the ball, I mean, I'm all for it. He's done. He's certainly his skill set has changed. I think he's mat- Indian summer maturing. Um, and then they actually managed to take the lead. Hold oh, Cavett Lewin. Oh, don't. Composed yeah. finish there. Terrible forward. Howie's favourite man. To be fair, that's one of the best. It's good for him. Yeah, I mean, that's what Holgate does really well for it as well. He steps out of the fence nicely. Yeah, I couldn't believe he got the assist. Yeah, it was a good ball and it was equally... He's not a bad player. Equally okay. a good finish 
again, Matt Ryan. I don't know for this one if because to me in situations like that, I always wonder the keeper comes if the keeper doesn't come out that player's going down the left-hand side of the box, he's probably not going to score. He's only scored because the keeper's come out and slipped it past him. I don't know Perfectly if I'm being hard paced, though. Because you can see the defenders, they're like, oh, I think I can get... No, I can't, just gone in. <laughs> yeah, but does he score if the keeper's in his goal? Probably, no, definitely not. Well, thing. you wouldn't have thought so. I always I always wonder why keepers... Was, uh, well, they, why they rush out like that. I think he did one in the first half and he made actually quite a good save, but for me, that he was wrong for that. Um, and then we move on to the controversy of the game. Um, Connolly running in the box. Keane treads on him. Where's the controversy? For, I think it's completely by accident. Um, and after a consultation with VAR, it's the, the penalty has been given. Now, I know we're going to have conflict and things here, but for me, that's never a penalty. Yeah, I'm. I'm not a fan of this because it's not. I can understand. Yeah, he's trodden his foot, but it's a coming together as opposed to a. It's not a dive, and it's just not a foul. Yeah, I'm. I'm really. We're going to literally split down the middle because I'm so far on the fence that I can see why the ruling gives us a penalty, but I just don't think the actual how it's caused, what he's done, and how accidental it is should mean that it is a penalty. This is annoying. He's looking the opposite way. Like it's not as if he's. And I don't. Surely though, by not looking at where your feet are going. Well, I don't. That's reckless. I don't <laughs> think he's. Um, I don't think Connolly's actually going to be doing anything from there. I've, I think it's just a case of he catches him, and uh, I don't know. Like, this is the, right. This is the sad thing, right? This it's hundred percent a pen because that is the way we award fouls now, rightly or wrongly. It's hundred percent a pen. Because that's always going to be a pen when that happens. See, I don't know. Because it's more an accidental step on the side of his foot rather than a trip. Yeah, but they're giving us pens now. Mm. I, I mean, I, I yeah. for me personally, I don't think it was. But it was given. Yeah, like I wouldn't want to see that being given as a pen. No. If I watch that and I think about how I think that should go in terms of consistency and current laws of the game... It's a pen. However, I wouldn't say it's consistent, though, because I think we see cases very similar to this week in, week out, and some of them are given, some of them aren't, which is a bugbear of mine with the officiating. Um, but anyway, needs to say, Malpay steps up, and what does Malpay do? He scores. Yeah, he's class. He's really good. Very, yeah. very good. He's going under the radar, but he's class. He's very good. I mean, I've known it for years. But, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah um, and then... There was another challenge as well from Holgate on Malpay. Oh, yeah. Now, for me, I think it's, I don't know, it, it, it's as close to a red as I think if, you can be. It's probably an orange towards a red. If people are calling for that Salah one a couple of weeks ago um, the, from, uh, what's it, Chowdhury, calling for that to be a red, this one has to be a red. It's, it's, it's more of a red. reckless. It's so reckless. And that's what I think the reason Holgate doesn't get anywhere near this team usually is, because he just hasn't... He loses his head constantly. Yeah. Um, I bet he's a prick outside of football and all. Yeah, proper. <laughs> proper. For me, he's a... He, I just look at him and think, you're a horrible human. Yeah. 
Um, but no, for me, he should have gone there. It's it wasn't even close to what he wanted to do. Yeah, no. Uh, if he gets the ball and go and goes through him like that, I think. Do you know what? It's a it's a strong tackle, but you have to get the ball. But because he doesn't get the ball at all. He's in control, but he's so far in control of how reckless that is <laughs> that it's it's, it's completely on yeah. purpose. Um, how are you? Anything to say on that, or are you uh, are you on board? Because I know you have varying opinions on these kind of things. No, I suppose I'm on, I'm on board. I'm on board. Ooh, all aboard! Full house, lovely. <laughs> um, Trossard. Oh yeah, yeah, he did alright when he came on, didn't he? I think they've missed him, and I know we bigged him up like the first couple of weeks of the season. He was brilliant for him, um, and not, it's not to say I haven't played well, but I do think he's a brilliant player. And he came on and he, he changed the game, um, running directly at the fullback, just causing loads of problems. Yeah, I wonder where he came from. Uh, Genk. Oh. He was linked with Arsenal in the summer. He's French, though, right? He's not Belgian. Belgian. He's Belgian. Yeah, he was linked with Arsenal in the summer. And, uh, yeah, it was last minute, I think, Brighton pulled the, pulled the deal out of the bag, which is good. I think, I think they'll make money on him. Good money as well. Oh, um, yeah, he's definitely not there for the, for the permanent, is no. he? Uh, but, I mean, it was a great ball. And I, I, felt, I felt for Dignay because there's nothing really you can do there. It, the the yeah. problem is he's uh, a very much a left-footed player realistically he needs to swing away the other way but because he goes with his weaker foot I think that impacts him massively but it's difficult when you face him to goal but I think if he's a right footed player there he's got a lot more chance of clearing but the thing way. is if he goes with his left foot then oh, and he's and even he got a swipe it. round it yeah and but then everyone will go he should have gone with his weaker foot to be so. fair what should happen is players around him should tell him and he should let that run past him because there's no one coming in at the back post at all. Yeah, I agree. There's a lot of pace on the ball as well. So that's that. That would be the. But it's not to go and blame other people. I think it's just a quick decision, and unfortunately, it's come off. But that not great for him. That extends the run of Everton's failure to win away from home. Now, I don't know about you guys, but I think the clock is firmly ticking. Yeah, I allude to the the run that I said about that they've got over the Christmas period next week. And if he gets there, they've got, I think, the top six and Leicester. Oh, well, if they're playing us, there's probably the three points in Leicester. there for him. Don't worry about yeah. that. <laughs> the clock is a time bomb. Yeah. Hmm. He won't see out, the, he can't see out the season. No. I mean, realistically, Marco Silver on forms getting them 12. So, and that's not good enough. Yeah. Okay, well, we'll move on to a bit of a snore fest. Watford nil, Bournemouth nil. Starting second week in a row, I'm talking about Bournemouth in this manner. I feel sorry for Bournemouth fans. Yeah, not scoring, not conceding, <laughs> not no. doing anything. One thing they did do, though, that I noticed was very weird. They wore white socks on shorts. Must be a kick like clash thing. Kick clash thing. Yeah, it would be because it's black, uh, black socks and shorts for Watford. Yeah. But I've never seen that before from Bournemouth, so... Uh, there was something to note about the game. I thought the keepers were all right, but it, the overall dross, just loaded dross. <laughs> I wouldn't if, if I had if I could go back and not watch the three or four minutes of it on match of the day, then I, I definitely wouldn't waste my time. <laughs> oh, we'll move on. <laughs> West Ham won, Sheffield United won. Yeah, well, this game didn't really start till the uh, 40th minute. 
So that's one half almost done. Oh, um, are you going to give our, our favourite left-footed player a nice little shout-out here? Yes. I am. Yeah, he had, he had a good game. Him oh. and Felipe Anderson. Yeah, both look good. Uh, I suppose, well, I suppose I've, I've jumped a bit ahead. Probably the biggest thing was that uh, Lise Bousset didn't start. He was benched. No, that's a shame, isn't scoring it? last week. But, um, yeah, it didn't really start for 40 minutes. It was tasty. Some all right football. A couple of big challenges. Sheffield United probably should have gone in 1-0 up. And what happens? What's that going in 1-0 up? So, um, <laughs> Snodgrass's second start, I think. Yarmolenko, who really grew into the game. I'd say he was probably even better in the second half. But he... Um, he um slid he slid in Snodgrass who swept under Henderson Calm. with his left. Lovely yeah, calm was, assist. Yeah, good. Fi- it was a good finish as well. To be fair, nothing not, like you'd watch it and you wouldn't think too much of it, but it was a good finish. Yeah, no, I think it was. And then yeah, crazy. I would. I think Sheffield. I think Sheffield United should have gone in. I don't think a draw would have been fair. But if you said to me, you've got to pick one of the sides to come back out and impress, regardless of it being at the Olympic Stadium or not, I generally felt Sheffield were probably the better side. But yeah. that's football for you. And then um, se- come up for the second half. First point of note: Bulldog hits Cresswell in knob. So <laughs> oh yeah, I saw that. But a ball came over the top. Looks painful. Left hand side. Bulldog had about an hour. I kid you not. Loads, loads of time. He hits it. It's sort of. I'm pretty sure the keeper like parries it off. And then it hits Criswell in the knob. Yeah, it bounced <laughs> off the floor. It looked like it uppercut it as well. And you know when it's so bad, like he knows he's got a job to do. Yeah, he, he does well. He does well for like, about a second and he just collapses. <laughs> yeah, and you see his face and he's just like, there's no like dignity there. He's just gone straight for the old meat and two veg. And he's there like, <laughs> fucking hell, that was, that was painful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh. And then... um yeah, some like good good wide play from Yarmolenko, Felipe Anderson. Uh, more so Felipe Anderson in the first half and Yarm's in the second. Uh, but then what happened? Big Lease came off the bench. And I would say, he almost, I think it was like his second touch he scored with. Uh, right-footed volley into side netting. Good goal. And um, yeah, that was it. That's literally all that happened. Oh, well, I suppose uh, Snodgrass missed a great effort late on. And got three points. Felipe Anderson should have squared for Haller when he was put through as well. I thought that was, yeah. that was a chance to clinch the game. Um, yeah. But Lise Mousse, I know I dazzled you with my facts midweek. That's now he scored 22 career goals. <laughs> He's a striker. How old is he? Uh, I don't know. I, can't, what I don't think of his goals, Peter, have been scored against Arsenal. Just <laughs> under 10%. <laughs> There's one team. Uh, yeah, he's, oh. he's 23. And to put this into perspective, Mbappe scored more than him last season than Mousse has his whole career. I mean, Aubameyang scored more than him last season in the Premier League. Not, not all got... comps. Uh, his Premier League <sighs> record's good, though. <laughs> it's terrible. Uh, yeah. I wanna, there was a, uh, a lovely note on Match of the Day from the commentator for describing a Yarmolenko cross um, to the back post. I think it was for the Snodgrass one, actually. I think uh, he called it a little dinky. No, that was uh, there was one in the second half and it was a beaut. And he um, called, yes, it was the second half. Yeah, it was the second half and he sort of picked it up. I suppose you'd say, 
oh, I don't know what you'd say. Probably on the right-hand side of the, of the centre midfield. And he just like, yeah, I can't explain it. It's almost like he's, I don't think he has put backspin on it. But he's just, yeah, he's sort he of done a He called it a little powerful, dinky. Yeah, a powerful <laughs> scoop. Little and, it, and it's just dropped. And I kid you not, it's dropped dead like a pin to the guy's feet. Uh, he's like coming in on the left-hand channel. Yeah, great. It was, it was a good ball. He was good, but he's not top level. So Chelsea all the way to Burnley and they won 4-2. We were in London to see this one. What did you think, Pete? Wow. I refuse to watch Chelsea now. Oh, they're, good, they're, they? This winning <laughs> habit they've got is really starting to piss me off. <laughs> First point of note, Burnley's 200th Premier League game. It's nice, isn't it? Fuck Burnley. <laughs> oh, it's, sorry, but come on. Who's, who wants to watch Burnley? <laughs> Burnley like, fans don't want to watch Burnley. I feel like we dig up Burnley every week. Oh, oh, rightly so. Deserve it. I actually they think do deserve it. they play quite entertaining football oh here we go <laughs> not not good technically but entertaining nonetheless I ain't got time for it I mean I, no. I respect their commitment to try like every so often trying to play and failing and failing miserably um, which is the start of the first goal <laughs> there's a lovely little entrance there so Lowton trying to bring the ball Matt down Lowton yeah, Premier League player a good player is he um but Pulisic does very well. Drives forward. Nice little cheeky step over and fires through the legs. Good goal for me. Left, right foot, header. Yeah, the we'll get to that. Hat trick. We'll get to that. Don't spoil the party. Just saying. Perfect order. Well, but I, I still say, I mean, it wasn't all Chelsea. There was chances for Burnley. Uh, Peter's had a deflected shot, which nearly completely wrong-footed Kepa. Um, Is that Eric, Eric Peter's? It is Eric. Crap. Yes. <laughs> oh dear, this is going one way, isn't it? Um, Stoke's own. Go on. That tells you. That tells its own story. Imagine buying players of Stoke. <sighs> I mean, there was a there was a chance in between all this, which came from a free kick from Westwood, which Ben Mee managed to get on the end of and knock across the face oh, of the goal. And ben well, Mee. Ashley Barnes. Oh, how's he missed from that? From about, pretty much under the crossbar. He's put it oh. wide, which is yeah. pretty impressive, but terrible. Surely harder to do that. Like, I remember we watched it and we, everyone was just like, hold on, yes. did that just happen? <laughs> and, uh, I mean, it, it was kind of then made even worse when they, they did try to play some football and Tarkowski tried to play out from the back, which... They they didn't learn from that Liverpool game earlier in the season, um, and yeah, gave it straight to Pulisic, who then pretty much just ran very fast, kicked it very hard, took a deflection, and we have another goal. <laughs> um, I mean, they all count, don't they? That's all we can say about that goal for me. Um, yeah. I mean, Ash, I don't know if Ashley Barnes was maybe still feeling the effects of the injury that kept him out last week, but he went through on goal in the second half and it was very tame very very tame is this the volley like the sliced volley yeah yeah just to slice I mean it's he's usually quite good in these situations as well you fancy him always to nick a goal he's got a good record against Chelsea as well um, there was no. very much a, a sniff of 
play to the whistle, which he didn't do. Um, I think even he thought he was offside for that. But he actually was played on by about five or six centimetres. Yeah, it, uh, it, yeah, he was definitely onside. Um, I think Chelsea were very, very clinical. Um, and they were freeing up very shortly after that. Um, and Mount Cross, which Pulisic managed to somehow head the ball backwards. Oh, my favourite of his goals. I thought it was really good. Is it off the back of his head? I yeah. think so, yeah. yeah. I, I, think mean, he's, I think he's meant it. I'm yeah, not sure. I definitely meant it. See, for me, that is the kind of the player that doesn't usually head the ball. And he's going, right, okay, the ball's in the air. I've got to try and edit. And he's just kind of thrown himself at it and it's gone in. If you don't buy no, a ticket, think, Pete. Yeah, I don't think we're giving enough credit. I think he's meant that. I yeah, I, I agree. Best goal. So, as Howie pointed out earlier, it was not only a perfect hat trick, but it was uh, the youngest ever player to score a hat trick for Chelsea. Really? Oh, yeah. yeah. Surpassing, mm. guess who? Lampard? No, that's your guess. You're out. Youngest ever Chelsea hat trick. Oh. Um, oh. Have a hint. It happened this season. Tammy Abraham. Correct. Mm. Mm. No, I was thinking like someone like mental. Mm. So then William then pretty much put the game to bed um, with a shot across Pope. It was a good strike, but for me... Mm. Pope's got to do better. He's very yeah. flat-footed there, isn't he? Yeah. I mean, he's done everything right, William. Hit it low across the keeper. But yeah, fancy him to save that. But I mean, it's another another game where Willian looked half decent. He's a good player. He's got a lot if better you could recently. Get, if you get a Willian that wants to play, i.e., a Willian in Barcelona, you'd have a <laughs> you'd have a very good footballer <laughs> on your hands. He's thirty-one though. I didn't realise he's as old as he is. He's actually thirty-one years old. He's one of the 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 old gents of the club now. Weirdly, hmm. yeah, they got a very young average age. Yeah. It's annoying. They're doing quite well with a young team and their manager's quite good. It's annoying. There was a, a a penalty shout that went back and forth with VAR and I'm sure we're going to have some different opinions here. I'm I'm very unsure. It's very difficult, this one. So hudson Odoi drives into the box um, and seems to go down now. Well, he does go down. I've seen multiple replays of this and I can't tell you if he's dived or he's been touched. Initially, I think it's more. I feel like he's kind of he's going down and then gets touched. That's my initial thought, but I don't know. It's difficult. I don't think you can book him, and I don't think it's a pen. See, I think it's a penalty. Mm. I'm not having the whole uh, arms on his back that match the day no, we're trying to push. No arms there. It's no, the legs. If anything. it's the leg, and I think I think it's Loughton again, isn't it? And it looks like he clips sort of the side of his heel. As he's running, and when you're running at that pace and trying to jig and turn at that pace, I do think that's enough for him to go down. I don't think Hudson Odoi's thrown himself, but I think he's been knocked off balance but and he's, he's just gone with the fall. Because for me, he's already going down when he gets touched. Yeah, uh, it's a, it's a really difficult. It's one, difficult, it, yeah, it is, and I don't think Var really could do much more. But I suppose if he's not given the penalty, I suppose he probably feels he has to book him, but. Well, yeah, at the end of the day, because if he doesn't book him, they go, well, if it's not a penalty, why isn't he? Yeah. So, so are you saying it's, who's saying it's not a penalty? I mean, who's saying it is a pen? I think it is a penalty. No, it's 100% dive. 
So I think I think it is. I think there's enough contact. There is contact there. And if the Connolly one, which is accidental, which is a stand on a planting foot, not even a trip, and he goes down, I think knocking someone off their balance by clipping the side of their heel yeah. in the box is enough. I think it, I think if you I agree I think with if Pete's you slow going. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say you slow that down, he's he's well on his way before Yeah. That was my that only context concern. made. I'm not sure, but feel free to uh let us know your thoughts, guys. Tom? Yeah, get in touch. The Twitter is at the free at the back and the email is free at the back at gmail dot com. Was it a penalty? Mm. But we're not done here because Rodriguez scored again, not sure if it's a wonder goal or a keeper mistake, but it's lovely nonetheless. Picks up the ball out, must be thirty odd yards plus. And he absolutely levers it. I think there's a lot to be said that, about this. Chelsea are playing well at the minute, and I don't want to dampen it when they're on a seven-win streak. But they are not going to win the big stuff with Kepa in goal. I don't think. He's, no, he's too easy to beat. Uh, no, I agree. I agree. But he's a solid keeper. I don't deny that. I don't think. I don't. I don't really think he's a bad keeper. But I just don't think it's that. E- I don't think it's that difficult to get past him. No, so, he didn't deal well with shots from distance, does he? Yeah, but I think that's the only, his only pitfall um, at the minute. And he's a bit flappy. I think also there's lapses in concentration in this team, which they'll learn as they go. But I think at the moment they, they're they always going to win high-scoring games because they're not... Then I don't think they've got the concentration to last 90 minutes without a lap. They're, yeah. they're very much relying on will score more than you, I think, at yeah. the minute. But one yeah. thing I do want to sort of kind, of kind of go against you, I suppose, Pete. Did you see the tackle from Tamori? Yes. And Rodriguez. Oh, defender's dream that is. Yes, I did. I missed that. My, I've missed that in my uh, in my notes. It was a lovely tackle. Oh. Uh, again, I feel like Rodriguez maybe takes too long. Oh to yeah, pull the trigger. Yeah, but Tamori does very well to get back in there. Um, Gets his wrong foot across. It was lovely. I more enjoyed Tamori sending that guy over the um, over the line with that Cruyffy. Yeah, if you saw that, that was lovely. Oh, now, with the turn, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The yeah, uh, good player tomorrow. We weren't finished there though, McNeil, with uh, another deflected shot. Full suit, back mate. on. Yeah, t- for for a minute, I thought, oh, if they get another one quick here, you wouldn't put it past <laughs> them. Um, Especially when we're surrounded by Chelsea fans. <laughs> there was lots, yeah, but there also was there was lots of chances for Burnley, and it just sh- it really showed how clinical Chelsea were on the day. Um, yeah. I think I'm starting to like Lampard, and that worries me because I've never yeah, liked Lampard. Yeah, so am I. I was um, uh, early on. I was doing a lot of comparisons with Solskjaer, but he seems to be doing the parts where they're playing badly and dealing with it well. I, I was having a debate at work today, and I was the point was given to me that if Chelsea hadn't had or had a transfer window in the summer and still had Lampard in charge, this particular person didn't think Chelsea would be doing as well. He thinks mm. that they actually have benefited from not having a transfer window because they've been forced to play the kids, and maybe that, that you know Lampard's probably the best person to get that the best I out think, of them. Yeah, I think he would have played a lot of the kids. I think what I think one of the most impressive things about this game, regardless of the last twenty minutes, is that he's got that result at, against Burnley, quite a hard team, after a game in Europe. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. Which is a much harder. Like you often get that syndrome, don't you? Yeah, good result in Europe as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The um. The note I want to finish on for this game is that 
Ashley Barnes and Sean Dyche—they just—they can never just turn around and go, "Yeah, he's done well there." (laughs) It's always Dyche is a moaner. He's—it's always oh, he's done well, but he's a bit shit. Or oh, that was better. We'd have done well, and they're just oh, they're just excuses that they should marry each other. Definitely excuses. One thing that um, before we move on to the Newcastle Wolves game, I can't get used to an American accent and football. Oh, strange, <laughs> it was very strange. Pulisic did an interview and he started talking about, I can't, I can't remember what he was talking about. And I was just like, what? <laughs> What's happened here? He was loving, he was, uh, he's from Hershey, isn't he? Lovely yeah. stuff. Loves yeah. the chocolate. Yeah, I've heard the commentator say, now, now maybe have, finally not going to be just famous for chocolate. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Maybe not. Anyway, <laughs> we'll move on then. Newcastle one, Wolves one. Why are you pet? Moving on to Super Sunday football. Um, big shuffle at the back for Wolves with the Bolly injury. Uh, not the highest quality game, really. Uh, but you see the Newcastle centre-backs come together for the first goal. Old Federico Fernandez with an absolute beast of a ball in the box. <laughs> and then a, a power header from um, Jamal Lascelles. Federico Good. Fernandez is a terrible, terrible footballer. He is. So he's a much better Lascelles. That's disappointing. So he's quite like him. But at least he has passion. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, but yeah, there wasn't really a lot to talk about in this game. Um, Triori, uh, Adama Triori, that is, um, was bright throughout. I think um, Doherty's been key for Wolves recently and he had a very good game as well as a centre-back, which was also gallivanting forward, which was strange. Um Terrible goalkeeper though for Johnny's goal from um, what's his name? Debravka. Debravka. Just given yeah. him a six-year deal as well. Well, to repay. six oh. years. Six years. Jesus Christ! It's a shame because he's not a bad keeper. He's not so awful. He no, but just six got a good years. one. That's a commitment. <laughs> he does like a mistake now and then, more so than he did early on. I, I it, get the feeling with this Newcastle team though that they they have to if they're going to win a game, they have to score relatively late in a game because unless it's a big big game they don't have the balls to hold on to a, a lead they look very very nervous there's, there's such a half completed club let alone team they're disjointed it's, so many things there's so it, many things wrong there there's a big project to, to be done there yeah but coming from the flap from Dubravka um, it was a good finish from Johnny uh, Newcastle didn't really create much overall, but the the Sean Longstaff tackle was naughty. I think it was on Ruben Neves. Just, we were saying about yeah, it's a Bertrand's work. high. Jesus Christ, his knee high. Leg breaker that was, so rightly sent off. Um, but I don't get it. Why do the Wolves always seem to struggle against low, lower clubs? I know they've had your rain for and stuff. But because they take Patrone apps up. It's because of the style of football they play. They don't seem to be able to transition from a from that counter-attacking football that works so well against big teams that dominate play. It's very rare that you see Wolves dominate a game via possession. <laughs> if, yeah, if, if a team doesn't come out, Wolves' game plan is pretty much null and void. Yeah, they don't really have a plan B, do they? No. They have a lot of very good players, though. Which is... Yeah. I just feel like they need to... It would be really good... I'd love to see them play like a different shape and get used to a like a four like a four across the back because I feel like now is the time to do it as well on the basis that they lost a couple of defenders. 
Yeah. Um, I liked it because for me, you know, they could get Traore out on the right. They could have Jota in the 10. They, they've got that Nito that could play left. They yeah. could take Trone out of the team. It'd be brilliant. <laughs> Just play him and his on his own. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, because he he's probably the definition of a forward that could not only play well, like play on his own up top, but play really well on his own up top. He's the focal point, isn't he? Yeah. He's, he's, his work rate and his channel and the running of the channels is brilliant. Yeah. But yeah, overall, not the best quality game. But nonetheless, Newcastle, I would say, and uh, were the ones that managed to hold on to the point. Wolves definitely had the better chances. Newcastle didn't really create much at all, if I'm honest. But Almiron's a frustrating player to watch. Zero. He, he, he makes yeah. Iwobi look clinical in front of goal. It's very strange. Almiron. He does all the work around it. That he, he's going to be like um, that player that you look at and you just go, yeah, he's talented, but he's not a footballer. Do you know what I mean? It sounds really weird because he's got skills, but he's not complete enough to ever really be successful. I do wonder, though. Like, he looks so raw. I do wonder. I feel like he could be such a better player if he, they actually had two or three other attackers. Because, for me, he he looks like whenever he gets near the goal, he is absolutely shattered because he's had to run the ball from his own half. Because there's no one, there's absolutely no one near him. And I thought he looked lo- loads better last year when they had Rondon and there was other players being brought into play. But this year, he just looks so, like... I feel he needs some proper coaching, though. He needs someone yeah. to teach him how to be a forward. And I don't think Steve... Bruce yeah, but I feel like that. he gets maybe... In, in a team where they have more of a focal point and more players that actually go forward... He probably gets two or three chances a game, whereas at the moment he's lucky if he gets one, and that one is generally from his own making. Yeah, I, I don't. I, I, I was like potentially sort of seeing big things from Jolinton, but he's he's busy. But he, he sits so deep. He's a, he's like the the biggest and deepest deep line forward I've ever seen. But is that because there's nothing in between? That's the thing. He's he's coming. It's the he's same again. To come and get the ball, and it just proves what an amazing job that. Rondon did last year. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, we'll move on to your boys then. Arsenal 2, Crystal Palace 2. There's a lot to talk about here. Can I set, can I set the scene for you? Our, Arsenal would be 19th if we didn't have goals from Aubameyang. There you go. <laughs> you can't say that. I can. I just did. Yeah, I know, but I hate it. I do. I, I do. It. You... Because that's like me saying, if Liverpool didn't have Salah and Firmino, they'd be 18th. I, well, no, they'd have two other strikers. I, like, we'd have another striker. And, and I agree with you, but a lot of the goals this year for Aubameyang haven't been like ones that have been laid on a plate for him. I know what you mean. He, has, he hasn't finished a off, lot yeah, of, clinical a team lot of the play. stuff he's made himself. Now, there's not many people in the world of football that can just win games single-handedly, so... But I think that gives the impression that there's 10 other players out there that aren't very good. Well, I don't think that's the case. I think it's just Orbers flourished in a terrible system, whereas other good players haven't. Well, I don't, before yeah. we get on to the main sort of talking points, I've actually got a bit of praise to say. Oh. <laughs> um, so I, I mean, You're right. 
Crystal Palace had never conceded from a set piece and you went and did it twice in very quick succession. But for the first corner, Pepe's hard work mm, forces yeah. the corner. I didn't think enough. he had a bad game. Another good game. Yeah, I don't think yet. Yeah. Think um, well. And then obviously it's good for Socrates to allow the ball to come down first before he, he sort of, rather than swiping at it, he's kind of pulled his body away, allowed the ball to come down, bought himself a bit of time to sort of be- get a bit better and cleaner finish essentially. Um, it was Paul from Palace not to get it away initially. Yeah, uh, Henderson headed, and there. Yeah, he's flapped it. Cahill's headed straight back into danger, which is terrible. Um, which is a shame because Cahill, I say shame, but which is rare because Cahill's actually done very well since she's signed for Palace. He's looked quite reassured. Um, obviously, another goal then from the corner, as I said. Another good reactional finish. Both um, good from balls from Pepe as well. Both good deliveries. Yeah. Lovely having someone yeah. to beat your first man. Um, yeah. But I know there was a lot of talk on the first, on the second goal with that they reviewed a little bit of a coming together between I think Lacazette and MacArthur at the front post and oh, I think Lacazette was lucky. I, yeah. I don't know. I don't think there's actually that much contact. It looked like they were both at it. If anything, yeah, I agree they were both at it. But I just think Lack is lucky there, especially with our luck with VAR, or not so much luck. Yeah. yeah. Well, what did you think but of yeah, the, I... the Zaha penalty? You can go first, Harry. It's a pen. Yeah, I think it's a pen. I think it's a pen. But I equally it's think that Zaha is probably the best in the league at doing this. Yeah. Not. I think one of the points I wanted to make, and I think we'll go into that later, is I think that this was like the two polar opposites of VAR. Whether or not, like you, you think Zaha dived or not take that out of the equation but it just got, just to show that when people are genuinely fouled and they don't need to dive maybe this was a dive that like it sort of takes that away you don't need to dive to get things because while we'll retrospectively get it right and then you see other things like the one afterwards that makes you hate it, or it's utilization. for me this penalty is and I was saying he's the best in the world but probably the best oh, one of the best out there at doing this is that he the leg is dangled by Callum Chambers and he I'm not I don't think it's necessarily natural that he's going there, but he sees his opportunity to go there and it's it and yeah. he makes a foul of it. And it is a foul. But I think that's the Yeah, but I think that's the brilliant thing of it, right? Because yeah, some people don't like Master the Dark Arts, but if you if you if someone gives you that ticket and you're you're exceptional at taking it, then they it, do. If it was the other way around and he did it for me, I'd be buzzing because I'd be able to say, yeah, it's definitely, definitely not. I don't think you can go as far to say as a dive. It's definitely not a dive. It's because uh, it there is a foul there, but I think he, he plays it very well. Yeah, right. And, and there's, like it or not, there's an art to that, right? It's cheating, cheating's cheating, but there's an art to it as opposed to just jumping over a leg and doing it really badly. I, I, I know what you mean. Like, Zahar is is the best at doing that and he does it in a way where you can go, it's annoying, but fair play, as opposed to, you know, like the blatant dives. Uh, I, I just, yeah, he, he uses his quick feet, he uses his shift of balance very effectively in a situation where I think he knows where the defender's going to leave his leg. The natural yeah. position of the defender, in Chambers in this case, is going to stick that leg out and you can see he's already throwing himself a little bit and then the, con- the contact see- comes yeah. in and then he throws himself completely sort of thing. Plus, you see that with Chambers, right? And I, I think he's been one of our better he performers has. this I agree. season. But you see that from Chambers and you go, well, 
you won't do that again. He probably will. Well, <laughs> and, well, he will. He definitely will. But what I would say is, better defenders learn not to do that, and they yeah. do. Better defenders are conscious of drawing, uh, or getting drawn into confrontations with clever divers, yeah. and they don't. Do so, it. would the yellow card be rescinded then? Yeah, it was rescinded. Is and it I, rescinded in the game? It was. Yeah, there and there. How we did it was delightful. Just FYI, he he took the card up. Went, no, no. <laughs> pulled it down, put it as back if in it was in rewind. <laughs> yep, and then and then flapped his arms as if to say no yellow card. Yeah, I saw him do it with his arms. Yeah, Very to be fair, stuff. if you're Zaha in that situation, that is the biggest opportunity to give you a big fuck you. <laughs> Can we um talk about the pen? Because in my recollection, and I was thinking about this when I watched the highlights earlier. I don't think Leno's ever saved. A He's pen faced for us. eleven penalties since he signed for us, which is terrible in itself. Has he saved no. any of them? No, <laughs> yeah. And I don't think. And I would say, I don't know if you've got this stat, Pete. How many times has he gone the correct way? I don't know. I would bet he's probably. Well, I bet he's probably gone wrong. Wrong ten. <laughs> oh, it's painful. I mean, not that it's, not that it's his fault because he hasn't actually. Well, I think he might have lost one of them, but as in given one of the pens away. But yeah, it's frustrating. I mean, there isn't. Even by like bad luck, you've got to say one of them. There is a stat for you. I'm just gonna, I just want to confirm the last part of it. But Oh, I've got a good one for you. Did you know, out of the 10 outfield players for Crystal Palace, nine of them had scored against Arsenal before. No Excellent. way. And also... <laughs> and How's that even a thing? Milojovic oh. has scored, I think, five in six against us. He scored once in the 16-17 season. He signed for Palace in January. He scored once that season. He then scored once the season after. He scored twice last season and once this season already. How many were penalties? Uh, I believe... I want to say four out of the five were penalties. Yeah. Which tells me we've conceded four penalties in three seasons so far. Yeah. Terrible. But well, whilst we're on the subject of Palace and before we move on to other things that went on in the game, um, I thought it was a good ball in from MacArthur and a good finish from AU at the back post. Uh, David Louise probably not the best at marking and has kind of let him go and got stuck underneath the ball a little bit. But Granite Xhaka, terrible at, cro- at closing the ball down. Yeah. Cross shouldn't come in. And then and Louise is terrible. Is just is equally yeah. as bad. Yeah. Both that fault. So talking to Xhaka. What's your thoughts, boys? But actually, do you know what? Before you say this, one thing that I do want to um, point out that I actually picked up on is a lot of the booing and the jeering that was going on, I don't necessarily think it was ne- like directed at him for the same reasons that has kind of been no. lo- like largely so, no, publicised. There's a lot of hurry up and get off the pitch. We're trying to get a win. Yeah, <laughs> I think this is completely... <coughs> <laughs> been blown out of proportion and there's a lot of people not not the actual overall se- like thing because it is bad but the, the there has been times before at the Emirates where we've had players trudge off the pitch and it's not players like Xhaka we've had Aaron Ramsey got told basically to get off the pitch when he was waddling off last season there's it it was there was an ironic cheer when his number went up and I think that's more aimed at the manager because he seems to want to play 
Granite Xhaka in every single game for every single minute. So the fact that he was subbed, I think, was a was a big. You know, it was just it was just a bit of, for the fans. It was like, oh, so you finally realised, as opposed to Granite Xhaka, we hate you, we want you off the pitch. Yeah, I mean, it's there the might same, be it's the same as what we had with Fellaini. What United had with Fellaini. Yeah, and when you know he doesn't help himself. I mean, a captain of a of a big club in England at that point. You stick your head down, you get off the pitch. You, you, you're not winning the game, you get off the pitch. You run off the pitch. You don't, pit, take, you don't take the captain's armband, throw it on the floor, put your ear up to the crowd, wind the crowd up, and then, and then tell them to fuck off as, yeah. you, as you throw your top off as you walk down the tunnel. I think That's that just... was the biggest thing for me, is the bit where he gets off the pitch, and he was walking off the pitch, and his top's straight off. It's... I, I un... Um, I think you do that when you're agitated. I feel bad for him. I think it's a natural reaction. I feel bad for him to an extent because I feel that you know he is being made the scapegoat of the, of Emery's um, shortcomings as a manager. But it's, I think he's not helping himself. He's supposed to be, you know, he's supposed to be a a leader of a team, a senior member of the team, and in situations like that, I think you stick your head down. Or you say something after the match. Mm. You don't... Yeah, it's the wrong place to do it. And it was very uncomfortable um, to watch. Yeah. I, think, I think the thing that bothers me the most, right, is... And, and there's no way you can condone Jacker's behaviour, right? But it's the expectation that he should have been better. It's the hypocrisy when you've got people out there sending him shit on Instagram and booing him as he comes off the pitch. But then say, oh... You, you 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 can't you can't say that to us. You can't lift your hand to your ear. Well, quite frankly, you you can. Yeah, but you I can. I, and it's the whole. Oh, I'm a fan. I pay money, so I get a say. No, no, that's, that's not how it no, works. No, but just because you pay money to come and watch football doesn't actually mean you have any say whatsoever. But equally, oh, there, are, there are millions of players out there that get given a hard time. Some are a hell of a lot harder than Jacker. Now, for me, he's a professional and he should be able to keep his emotions in check in a situation like that. Yeah, I agree. I think, I think, I think it's a bit. I think, right, I think until you're in that situation, I think you know how difficult it is. The thing that's disappointed me the most with the Jacker situation isn't actually how he performed on the pitch. It's that he's had the chance to reflect and he hasn't made an apology. That's probably what concerns me the most. But am I am I only that offended? No, it's a passionate game. It's a passionate I man. and it was going, I and it was going think shit. He has a future. I think that he would have made an apology. Uh, sorry, he won't have made an apology because I would say there is something going on at the club as opposed to what the decision is on the captaincy is going to be. I, and I think there'll be a club and a club communication somewhere or somehow to say that you'll have a new captain. And Xhaka's yeah. either going to have a bit of time out or he's, something's going to happen. Maybe Pete's right, is the, the future's done. Or it will be a case of he'll, they'll do, he'll do an apology. I, I, I think there's a lot to be said about the player that was sent out to do media duty today. Um, Hector Bellerin was the one yep. that was carted out. Now, if you know Arsenal, you know every Arsenal fan loves Hector Bellerin. Now... There's a reason he is the one. There's a PR said, thing. There, yeah, isn't it? there's yeah. a reason that he's the one that said that because mm. I don't think anyone else could have got anyone else that comes out of a comment like that gets slaughtered. I think. Um, yeah, it's. 
I, I think it, I don't. For, I think from both sides, I don't think a. I think that he's broken something there, and the thing he's got now is that if he makes the slightest mistake, the fans will absolutely crucify him. And hmm. the flip side, you know, if I'm Granite Xhaka, do I want to play for Arsenal anymore? He's not playing for a few. I think for me, the thing for me was this is bigger than Xhaka, right? Xhaka is just yeah, uh, like is a symptom of what's wrong, right? And what's wrong is decision making at a higher level. So. You look at our midfield, and this is the sad thing, right? People are moaning that Xhaka, saying Xhaka shouldn't play. Our, our best midfielder is, right, Uwe, I don't know if you'd call him a prodigy, but is a young French midfielder who wasn't even playing top-flight football two years ago. That's to show you how good Arsenal's midfield is at the minute. Yes, he's a good player, but that's literally our best midfielder, right? And then you see decisions made. So, like, someone's made Xhaka, our captain without even knowing if he's really capable of being in our squad all the time. I think it's more of a case of, with that, I think, for me, Emery's uh, man-managed that terribly because the fact oh, the fact yeah. that it's got to the point of a... Well, the, the point of the season it did without having a, a Stonewall captain, to me, as soon as Lauren Koscielny goes out that door, the next day, you should be having conversations, you should be making your captain. You shouldn't be going, oh, we'll decide in a couple of weeks, oh, we'll decide another week, or oh, I'm not sure yet and then have a vote internally. Because yeah. that, to me, shows weak leadership. And, and then name six. Yeah, well, he's always names five. He always does that. But And, I, and to, uh, you know what? I don't have, I'm, I'm not a fan, but I'll get on with it. But at least come out and go, these are my five. Because all you've yeah. managed to do there is basically say to Xhaka, because he was vice-captain. He captained, whenever Czech and Shoney went there, he was the captain last season. So all you've basically done to... Jacker is going, mm, I'm not confident in you as captain, but we'll put it out to a public vote. Like that, it, it, and it, it, all it's done is it, it's caused more problems. So then, as soon as there is a problem anywhere near Jacker, that he gets called out, he's thrown him under the bus. He's thrown multiple players under the bus in the last few weeks where he's put youngsters in and taken them off at, four, at half time. And it's just terrible management. Absolutely terrible yeah. management, and it shows it shows a lack of understanding around the English game, right? Because I think we're all clever enough to understand that when you look at a dressing room, there are pools of individuals, there are young prospects, there are people who are there that don't particularly like football, there are veterans who are at the end, and then there are your senior player pool, like the people that you can count upon. And yes, you're going to have more than two leaders in a dressing room, but. That, that that's a given. You have senior figures. You have a captain. You have a vice captain, and you have a captain for very specific things in and around the club and in and around the team. And to come in and say, "Oh, I'm going to have five captains," just shows a, a complete lack of understanding of what the English game is and how it looks. Or basically, what he's saying is, "Oh, I'll actually use a completely different model, but I'm actually not going to bother discussing that with you, and I'm just going to tell you about." Five captains, and, and one picked. of those five captains isn't even in the squad. The yeah. problem, the problem. Well, it's not really a problem, but something that I've, I've I've noticed has kind of transitioned over the probably the last ten years is fifteen years ago you had one captain and then you had leaders in your team. Normally, from a positional standpoint, you'd have a dominating goalkeeper, you'd have a leader at centre back, you'd have a leader in centre midfield slash your captain. 
you'd have uh, a focal point it'd be st- turning around and moaning and all 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 clubs tended to have this now it seems to have transitioned to this you have a captain but you also have a various other selections that could also captain and i think the football well football these days has really transitioned away from this collection of leaders in a team and they've now become oh no that's going to be captain next in line to be captain next in line to be captain I, 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 it has to be one, in my opinion, big yeah. time, and advice. I mean, my, my issue with the with the Jack captain thing, right, is I generally think he probably is the best natural leader there. His issue is he's not the best natural footballer. But then you look at like I don't know if you guys saw this, and this is how it's been reported, and it's people have spoken on it that are in the know and are in the know because they are actually connected to the team. Torreira was in tears when he saw the way that the fans reacted to Xhaka. He physically cried yeah, on the they, bench. They've all gone round to his house. And if you're so. proud of that as a fan, yeah. don't bother coming. That's my opinion. Don't bother coming because the players are there. It's their job. It's their workplace. Yeah, you pay money, but you pay money to watch a special yeah. school. If you don't like it, don't come. Don't pay. And then when it changes... Everyone back. has their right to moan and things like that. But it's uh, we had it at United with Fellaini. But like I saw a report of some of the things that people were commenting on when um, Xhaka had his kid and they were like, oh, that's brilliant. He's going to be on paternity leave. He's not going to play and stuff like this. I think that's the modern fan now. And there's a lot of trolls on the internet now. I I get get that. That's everywhere. That's everywhere. But when you're bringing that into a stadium and then you're booing, and I'm not just digging out Arsenal because there's no way is it just Arsenal that are doing, doing it. We did it with Fellaini. It's embarrassing, like yeah. cheering when he booing when he come on, and oh. And it shouldn't take this, but there are footballers out there who don't just don't use social media, and to an extent, I think that's quite safe. That's quite wise. Like, yeah. And the sad to. thing is, is that is that's, that's the way it will go. I agree with you, Pete, and I think that's the way it will it, go. Like, people will disengage with it. I think was it Ramsey who deleted his for quite a while. Well, there's I don't, see Ramsey. I don't know. I, don't know. Sure. I think I think it was. I think Ramsey. What it is for like but two to me, years. you're open. If you have social media and you open your social media and look at your social media as a player and you have it as a public thing like that, because realistically they could they could e- easily have social media go under a, a false name or just a just a, a blanket account and go and look at what they want to look at. They've got it there for publicity, uh, to make money, for their brands and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah, but the thing is, if they do that, they're going to have to like to an extent. I don't condone it, but they're going to get. Trolls, but it's going to happen. Yeah. Oh, definitely. From a modern fan point of view, I, I massively understand your point. But what I'm trying to allude to is, Xhaka does get a lot of stick. Yeah, yeah. For for me, you can't you can't say either party in this is blameless. It's not, and the thing is, it's not like Xhaka doesn't pick Xhaka. Like it's not yeah, his yeah. fault he plays every so, week. But at the same time, I think there are cases where Xhaka doesn't help Xhaka because he plays like a like an idiot. But yeah. I mean. I think I, I the majority just, of the frustrations aimed at the manager rather than the player. There's two. I mean, to give you to give you an idea of Xhaka that game, right? And right, say what you want about Xhaka. Every single game, he'll have more touches than every Arsenal player, right? The player I saw against Palace didn't want the ball, and that's not one thing you can label at Xhaka. You might say he's crap at tackling. You might say he moves like a like moves like a bus. You might say he doesn't trap back properly, which are all fair, right? But the guy always looks for the fucking ball, and he didn't that game. Yeah, I didn't think he had a great game. So, yeah. So, and and I don't think he had a bad game 
through lack of dedication or trying, I think he was just having a terrible game. Sometimes these things culminate. And I think it will take an apology from him. I think it will take the, the fans to actually get over sucking a lemon. Cause, and then it, it'll be fine. I, I, it'll be yeah, fine. I, but, I think more it's a case of... I don't think it's a case of, oh, he's told us to fuck off. How dare he? It's more of a case of... there. Are, there's an expectation yeah. of being a captain of a football club, especially like Arsenal, who have its, has its values, and you can't do that. He's got to take it on the chin, haven't there's, you? There's more... I, I, was, I think we've had players previous out there that have had more abuse, that have had more... Um, stick than him and I don't even think it's abuse on, maybe on social media it's abuse but it's certainly not abuse in the stadium he doesn't get it. like he may yeah. get jeered he may get the odd boo but it's not like it's deafening every game it's yeah it, I, I, I don't know I just think he's made it into something yeah. bigger than it needed to be and he's got himself to blame one of the issues is right is is like the minority of fans who are douches, and it is a minority. Number of Arsenal fans are brilliant, and Xhaka aside, who's been an absolute pleb for that for that time, who do you pick as your captain? Because whilst Bellerin is like a nice representation of the club, Aubameyang. he's not a natural leader. A buy a a well liked guy, but I wouldn't say a charismatic leader on the pitch. For me, you've got really one choice, and it's Laka. I don't really see. I don't see Orba. See, I think captain. I think Orba is probably better with the team as opposed. Lacquer is more of a. I think yeah, you'll see more passion. Like he's more of an extrovert. You have more friction with Lacquer. I agree, and probably I think more camaraderie with, through Orba. Yeah, I feel like he. I feel that a player like that, he's your best player. You want him to feel important. Um, but I don't want to use the captaincy as that. I don't want it to be what we had at a time where it was a uh, oh. We want we want to show you how much we value as the club. But he says the right things. I want the best person. He, he says the right captain. things. He does the right things on the pitch. But for me, I don't really. I mean, eventually, I want Bellerin. I think Bellerin is the obvious choice. No, I just don't. Think he's a I think he's more than a captain. I think he's like he's not your shouting, hollering captain. But you don't have those anymore. And to be honest, I'd rather have someone that had a, has a brain about himself rather than someone like because you could have someone like Socrates who. On paper, is your shout? No, no, oh, no. Is your shouting, bellowing captain? Is he? The, is he? Is yeah. he a captain for Arsenal? No, he shouldn't be. But I think it's just highlight highlights a distinct lack of, I don't know, a number of different types of leader at the team. I appreciate there were different kinds of leadership, but what Arsenal do lack are our leaders. Mm. I don't <clears> think see that's a great deal of faith in an individual. I don't see that anyone really. I've, I I don't see someone there that can drive the team. I think, and yeah, that's what you need. However, they do that's it. A, you need someone I, I do that think that's them. a lazy media perspective on the fact that to say, "Oh, we've got no leaders," to say we're we're a soft touch. I don't think because it is, I, though, because if you tell me who drives the team, then who do you think really propels the team forward when it's difficult, or even when it's just and, not going our way? Do you know what? And it shouldn't be, but it is a nineteen-year-old midfielder we've got, and he picked up the ball and he will drive us forward, and he's done it multiple occasions this yeah. season. Yeah, but I don't think that. I think it's a. I think we've got ourselves out of a lot of situations where we've been behind. So I don't really think it is... It's not that we're soft Arsenal anymore. It's just I think we're poorly organised. I think there's a difference. Yeah. But then surely that's the role of the captain as well. On I don't think we go and get bullied. I don't think we right? go and get bullied anywhere anymore. I think we just go and get out-tac- out-tactically fought, which is 
which shouldn't happen, especially with the quality we have on the pitch. But, but, yeah, Tom, I feel like we should. Let's get back to yeah. Before divulge. this turns into the Arsenal podcasts, <laughs> um, just to quickly kind of summarise towards the end of the game, what did you think of? And um, we'll do this nice and quick. Um, the foul that was uh, the goal that wasn't given. It's a terrible decision. Howie. Oh, it. It's mad. The guy's got three. Oh, well, not the legs are all tangling. It's, it's 100%, and I don't understand. It's a hundred percent not a foul. And if it is, it's three fouls at the yeah. same time. Two of them committed by. One's tripped players. into one. One's tripped into the other. One's tripped into the other. And all done. If you say out by the, Palace players, yeah. <laughs> if you look at all three of them, the worst one is Cahill. Yep. So it, that alone should make it stand. But yeah, yep. whatever. Um, and the one little note I noticed: Gwen Doozy, by the way. Uh, I wouldn't even call it a body check. It was a little yeah. bit of a rugby tackle on Zaha. <laughs> but clever yeah, though. Clever. To be honest, it's what you wanted Needed. to do. That's my captain. Yeah, necessary. You have to be careful though. Anything more dangerous than that, that's a red. <laughs> if anything, no, no, if anything for me, he's actually say like he could have gone in with his feet and tripped him up and probably caused him more damage than he does if he actually just catches him. I mean that was in that happened in the rugby semi final on Saturday morning, which England won, by the way. Woo. Anyway, Liverpool 2, Tottenham 1. Let's get through these last two games nice and quick. Yeah. Repeat okay. the Champions League final. So, um, give you an idea. Liverpool set up 4-3-3, probably most notable. They've got the big three up top. Salamane, Firmino. Spurs set up in a 4-2-3-1. Probably biggest thing to note there is Ndombele didn't start. For me, you should really be in there, especially when you're... Well, I was going to say starting to so go, but we'll get to that. Um, and then first goal, 47 seconds. So um, Sun strikes the ball, real howitzer, hits Lovren, and then in turn it hits the bar. Uh, keeper's nowhere. Kane stoops down, heads it 1 0. Um, Spurs almost got a second. Ericsson strike again. He struck across the goal. Kane's probably what, two yards inside the six yard box? Almost falls to him, doesn't score. But the real story of this game, and I was would go through it all, but there's too many to mention, is just the absolutely fantastic game that Gazzini yeah, had. It's brilliant. I mean that that is literally the story of this game. I mean I will go through and do the Liverpool goals, but he was absolutely tremendous. I think absolutely amazing. Every part that he was good as well. I thought Fabinho was absolutely yeah. colossal. Yeah, he was really. Good. The reason they were able to keep such pressure. On, on Spurs was because Fabinho just literally every time it broke won it back distributed it left right the, the, he, there was a constant flow to the game for Liverpool it was probably the best they've played this season because of that I think they was able to keep pressure up constantly yeah um, but to give you an idea of the goals I know we're, we're um, trying to wrap up quickly before the next seg uh, second half um uh, oh, give, well, credit to Gazni where it's due. He almost got an assist, plays it long. Sometimes the keeper hits the bar. How has he missed that, by the way? The, <laughs> yeah, I know. The, the equaliser come from Henderson, of all people. His first goal of the season. Uh, the very good Fabinho kicked the ball in. Henderson sort of swipes at it and it goes into the side net. And I say swipes, quite a good finish, to be fair. He was his left as well. And then, wow. Oh, if you play Oreo, you get Oreo. Um, <laughs> He trips Barney about three times in the space of a second. Uh, completely reckless. And then Salah takes the pen, scores. Mm. Um, Ericsson, non-existent. 
already, Paul. Mm, I don't. Fabinho and Gasly. I, I still good. think. Yeah, I know we're going to screw in that. Definite nah, pen. Not for me. Oh, no, that's a massive pen. pen. No, and I'll tell you why it's not. Because he has. He goes to swipe. He goes to do an Aurea. And in my head, I'm like, oh, here he goes. goes but he doesn't actually. Literally, he, he, he stops kicking. Uh, he does kick him, though. No. He's foot touching. I don't even, but he leaves and his leg you know there, what, though. What Mane reminds me of. You know those toys where you press, like, the bottom of them and they just, like, flop? Like, kind of like if you walk into a, like, Toy Story room and Woody's there and all of a sudden someone walks in and he goes, and he's coming. As, as soon as Mane feels any kind of touch on his leg, his legs disintegrate. And I, I, for me, I was when I saw it back. I was like, "Oh god!" It, it was. Do you know what it reminded me of? The Leicester penalty. Uh, I think it's much I less think... than the Leicester penalty. Yeah, he's, I think he's got his body across, um, him. He's got, he's got his body across him, and he's kicked him. And he's gone it down. It looks worse, but I think that yeah, I think that he has put himself in front there. He's gone right. Okay, he's going to kick the ball. I'm just going to stand in front, and when he goes to kick the ball, I'm just going to fall over. I don't know. For me, it's it's not. A, I don't think it's a dive, but he has feigned the contact. I think Aurea's... He's stupid. He gives, yeah. the, the, he gives the ref the decision to make. I think it's but... Aurea's fault. I think Mane definitely knows what he's doing because he's done it over and over again. However, kind of alluding to what Harry was saying about Chambers learning. I, yeah, he's, he's so far ahead of him. He's fully kicked the back of his own knee and Mane's body's in front of him. It's he not just legs, it's his whole I mean, if you watch ball. it back, he doesn't fully kick him. Hundred percent. He does swipe him though down the back of no. his knee. Oh, I think, he oh, goes I think to kick it. He doesn't. Enough he doesn't yeah. kick him though. I just think I agree with Harry. I think there's more than enough contact there to for it to be a penalty. Mane's smart, but I do think it's a penalty. And furthermore, Danny Rose is. If I could summarise Danny Rose's career, it would be rash challenge, divey, rash shot. Divey, booking, rash challenge, booking, mouthing <laughs> off. Yeah, that's it. He's a he's a fraud of a fullback. Yeah, I think the one thing that I need to tell you about this is, at the minute, Pochettino has three more points than Steve Bruce, and we are almost in November. Yeah. Well, we'll quickly tells its own story. We'll quickly get the the last game in. Uh, Norwich one, Man United three. Yes. Yeah. Oh, return of the front three of. Uh, James Rashford and Martial, and certainly, ter- certainly could tell because Man United actually attacked. Yeah. Um, Norwich defensively, absolute shambles. Cruel. Well, he's had the game of his life. <laughs> absolute game of his life. There was a save, a point blank save in the first half from Martial header, which was lovely. I think Tom actually scores from the result in. Good finish, by the way. Play. It was a good finish. Campwell had a game to remember, unfortunately forget. for him. Um, yeah, forget. Or remember. Depends how you want to see it. Um, <laughs> the first penalty I want to touch on, because for me, I, I don't think this is a pen. I think James has actually gone away. He's like It's like he's ran away from the ball. I don't know. I think it's... Because I think... The defenders going to make the challenge, and it was kind of like James decided to run away from the ball towards the challenge, as opposed to. And he, obviously, there's contact, but it, it almost looks like he's trying to run around the player. I think that's the thing. 
And then he's he's then gone to go back into to, to try and get in front of the ball, and that's when they've barged and gone down, and they've con- there's contact there. I, I I could see why it's not given, but I would say it's more a penalty than not. Personally, yeah. I mean, I I don't yeah personally I didn't think it was, but I mean, it was saved by Cruel. Spoiler. Um, did you notice that VAR checked if the keeper was coming off his line after? Yeah. And a I don't know why they did that because. Premier League said they weren't going to be doing that uh, and B he did come off his line and it didn't make any difference to VAR so <laughs> what a waste of time that was yeah. um, Norwich defence some massive shambles as I said all game they always are aren't they uh, Amadou the was doing nothing um, when James played a lovely ball over to Rashford for a get, for, for the finish um, second penalty ball hits Cantwell's arm his arm's high, but he's bringing his arm down. I think this is more harsh than the first one. I think this one's harsh again, but letter of the law now, wasn't it? It's a bit of yeah. a weird one. Um, but again, I think this was a much better save for the penalty. Yeah. Um, I don't think we should change our penalty taker there, but there we go. Well, I think Rash has to do it again. To be fair, I'd... yeah, maybe. I mean, it says a lot about the character, but equally, yeah. both, well, both good saves. Second one, Majorly, uh, Pookie. So you would have had Rashford take the yeah, second pen, hundred percent. Pookie, no. See, I wouldn't. Mm. Sorry, Pete. I know you were going to make a nice point about no. Pookie there, but but no, I wouldn't. I think if someone's missed a pen, I don't expect him to get back in the hot seat. I don't know. I think it's the best way to. Yeah. If you're a penalty taker and you miss one, what's the best way to like? Not same game though. Nah, see, it... I, I think next game change your penalty taker. Next game, if he if he scores it, he carries on being the penalty taker. If he misses the second one, next game. I always remember a, sc- a story from Ian Wright with uh, Dennis Burkamp, and I think Ian Wright missed the penalty in the game, and they got another penalty, and he just picked the ball up and gave it to Ian Wright and said, and Ian was, and Ian Wright didn't even like quibble it. He just picked the ball up, put it in the net, and it was kind of like, well. I'm the penalty taker. I'm going to score. Just because I missed one doesn't mean I'm going to miss again. I score penalties. I score goals. Like, yep. as a striker, he should be wanting to score and he should be wanting to take exactly. every one of them. Exactly. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. So, yeah. moving on then, yeah. Pete. Pookie misses a sitter. Um, Is his um, purple patch yeah, done hasn't now. scored since the not, City. Are we going to see five more for the rest of the season? Hasn't scored it? since the City game. Um, he's probably out of a lot of people's dream teams now so yeah. <laughs> he might start to score soon possibly um, don't worry you're going to play Arsenal at some point Pookie so you'll get some more goals um, <laughs> come on to the third goal is it third goal I'm up, I'm up to the third yeah third yeah. goal Mart- Martial and Rashford play well it was a lovely bit of football back and forth um, I, I don't know if, it's not really a one-two is it if it's more than two one-two three-four we'll call it um, and then in a, in a back heel from Rashford to Martial and it's a, lovely, always a lovely love, goal. A it was a good goal. I, I, in fact, I might actually steal a phrase from earlier. I'm going to call it a, a dinky. little dinky. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, um, it was a poor mistake from McTominay for their goal, definitely. Yeah, which was um, a shame because he was one of our better players on the day. I must say, I think he's been a better player most yeah. of the season. Yeah, he's been me. good, but. What I didn't understand was after that happened, I mean, he did lose the ball on halfway and Hernandez managed to pretty much run through about three defenders. Not even without... It wasn't even seemed like it was a challenge. Yeah. Um, but 
you know, props to him. He, he fully celebrated a 3-0 down. So, um, <laughs> we love to see that here. Yeah. But, yeah, that's it. Yeah, overall, I just think that we looked a lot better. United, obviously, got some good goals in there. Good um, play between Martial and Rashford. Some Finally, some positive away results, which is good. So, I'm feeling a little bit more positive. But, let's go overland and see. Right, so we're going to start in La Liga then. Atletico beat Bal- uh, Bilbao. Atletico beat Athletic Bilbao. There's a mouthful for you. Uh, 2-0, which is an important result. It means they're only a, pi- a point behind Granada, by the way, who sit top. Um, granted that Barcelona have a game in hand who play Rayo Valladolid on Tuesday night, so tomorrow at time of recording. Um, Sol and Morata were the goals for Atletico. And then Real Madrid play on Wednesday against Leganes. So yeah, it's not the game in hand though, is it? It's the uh, the game in hand was the El Clasico, which they've had to move because of, of course, <laughs> yeah. Everyone's losing their shit in Barcelona. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. speaking of the old uh, political stuff going on over there, FC Andorra update. I know you're all begging to hear. Um, Gerard Piquet's partner. I don't know if they're officially together anymore. Uh, Shakira. Shakira. Yeah. Um, his uh, her nephews just signed for his team, FC Andorra. Oh, they're definitely still together there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. those hips um, do not lie. And PK, don't lie. Yeah, yeah. PK also tried to buy a Notts County recently, so he's branching out. But that's pretty much all that went on in La Liga that's of any importance. So we'll move straight on to Italy, the country of romance, and that right, Howie. And pizza. <laughs> and Milan. And Milan. <laughs> Milan. Um, Juve. Inter, both held, they both drew. Um, Juventus only managed a 1-1 draw away to Lecce. Um, a Dybala penalty in the 50th minute cancelled out, was cancelled out, sorry, by uh, Mon, I'm going to try and pronounce this, Mancosu equaliser uh, six minutes later. Um, then obviously because of this, as I mentioned, Inter missed out on the chance to go top of the league after being held at home by Parma. Candreva and Lukaku scored for Inter with Caramo and the legend that is Gervinho with the goals for Palmer. Let's not um, call him a legend. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Juve do stay top um, by a single point because of that. Atalanta uh, jumped on the chance to catch Juve and Inter Milan anyway. Um, they got a 7-1 win over Udinese. So good bounce back ability, as we goals. like to say, um, after the City result in the Champions League. Lewis Muriel hat-trick. Yep. And two goals from Ilicic and then a Pasalic and Traore goal. Um, Okaka with a consolation for Udinese. Atlanta sitting third now, two points behind uh, Inter, three points behind Juve, sit top. Talking of Milan, they uh, lost to Roma 2-1. Uh, goals from Dzeko and my main man, Zaniolo. Baller, by the way. Um, he scored three minutes after Theo Hernandez scored Milan's equaliser, or Milan, um, to win 2-1. We spoke about it last week, but Milan are really off the pace at the minute. They sat down in 12th position. Believe it or they not. Are toilet. Yeah. That's what Gazidis will do to you. Yeah. Um, Roma's uh, in fifth place, one point off Napoli um, in the top four. Bit of a Ranieri watch update. They lost to Bologna, 1 0, still bottom of the league by three points. <laughs> He'll be, they'll be fine. He <laughs> introduce his methods. Um, and did you see that uh, Napoli have come out and they've, the, the president said that they want to sign Zlatan after. Um... I think they said, we can afford it. We're not playing around. Yeah. I think that's a match made in heaven because 
their owner is batshit crazy and so is Latam. Yeah, that's very true. Um, Mandzukic has also been told that he can train away from Juve and he's been strongly linked with a link uh, with a move to United. Like I say, does that mean Carrington? Yes, it probably does. I'm surprised <laughs> he's not there already. Um, so yeah, watch this space January coming very, very soon. We'll move on to the Bundesliga. Mm. Bayern beat Union Berlin 2-1. Pete, guess who scored? Was it? It was Jerome Pavard. Boateng. Yes, it was Pavard. Well done. Oh, and Lewandowski. Yeah, there we go. Is he the best number nine in the world at the minute? It's clinical. I haven't got, we haven't got time to debate this. <laughs> I'm not sure. There's there's too many others at the moment. Uh, Polter with an 86-minute penalty for Union Berlin. Uh, not a lot happened in the Schalke-Dortmund game. It finished 0-0. Uh, Mock and Gladbach continue their surprisingly good form. Stay to... Still, Still top of the league by a point after beating Frankfurt 4-2. Um, I don't know if you've seen this. There's a German second division side called Holstein Kiel. Um, they're involved in one of the most bizarre penalty decisions I think I've ever seen. And they hosted um, Bochum on Friday night. Um, Bochum struck a shot and missed. It went wide, but it didn't quite go wide because uh, one of their substitutes decided that they want to try and stop the ball before it actually went completely out of play. Um, the guy was called Michael Eberwein. Um, he weirdly stopped the ball. So the referee consulted VAR, booked Eberwein and awarded a penalty. Uh, Bottom then scored the penalty to make it 1-1, but eventually all was um, dealt with as Holstein Kell uh, went on to win the game 2-1. Mental. Absolutely mental. Um is mental. Freiburg. Yeah, they're doing really well. So why that's which... Third. Yeah. Yeah, they're doing really well. They had uh, uh, a big game as well. I can't remember who they played. So Leipzig, who have dropped like a stone. I think they're down in fifth now. Yeah, it's still quite tight though between them all. So he was doing surprisingly well as well. Uh, Frankfurt, considering they sold what is it, Rebic, Jovic, and Haller, and hanging on. Yeah, I mean they were terrible when we played them, but. Yeah, but eighth, I think, considering they sold their front three. <laughs> yeah. Not bad. And lost their gaffer. Yeah, there's a lot going on over there at the minute, isn't there? We'll move on to Liga Liga for the French uh... out there. Uh, Monaco with another good win. They won nil away uh, against second place Nantes. Um, Nantes? Nantes, that... yeah. Oh. FC Not Nantes. many Nantes. Didn't realise there was Nantes in France. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Goals from Ben Yedda. Uh, yeah, Monaco fallen from grace a little bit, but they've only lost one game in the last six. Four wins and a draw uh, as well. Uh, so they sit in 11th, but they are climbing back up the table. Obviously, as I said, they've not been doing too well as of late. Another team that's not doing too well in the league oh, is um, Lyon. They've definitely fallen from grace, uh, but they beat Mets 2-0 quite comfortably, who are doing terribly. Um, goals from Depay and Dembele. They now sit in 13th. Um, my favourite league uh, joke. Breast two, Dijon nil. Uh, <laughs> I always thought Dijon uh, must have. Grow up. Anyway. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, don't get angers about <laughs> it. <laughs> Amen. No, we're not doing uh, this now. Uh, but yeah, PSG running uh, away with it. That was nice. What did you, Marseille? <laughs> Oh, sorry, France. Uh, I said, made me laugh a little bit. 
To be fair, I'm getting behind this now because you've done very well to get so many in. It's very nice. <laughs> oh, God. Very nice. Yeah, PSG, top of the league at eight points. They're running away with it. Um, they beat, uh, they got two goals from uh, Mbappe, two goals from Icardi to win 4 0 against Marseille, blah, blah, blah. Oh, it's crap when you Toulouse. <laughs> Eredivisie, we're going to Holland. There's a big result there. Oh. PSV bopped, got bopped 4-0 at home by AZ Alkmaar. Missing uh, Malin. Yeah. Thomas was sent off in the 22nd minute. Boadu then scored two goals in a minute. Um, Six-point gap time. now at the top of uh, the Eredivisie. Game yeah. over. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, Ajax at the top. Um, they sit five points clear. Yeah, as you said, fine. they beat final 4-0. Six points clear. Is it six points? Six points. Oh, there you go. Uh, Ziyech, um, Tagliafico, <laughs> Neres and Van der Beek all with the goals. They're going to run away with it now. And that is the last game for Yapstam as final manager. Correct. Uh, Ajax unbeaten, plus 28 goals. A little, uh, little mensch as well before we move on to five stars in the Pratt at the back. Uh, Scottish football. Mm. Finally, there's more than one mm. team. That are running away with it. <laughs> so Celtic what? and Rangers won this weekend. Uh, joint on just, all we're top. doing is rewinding ten years. It's not as if there's all, there's always, only ever been two. So what's the point? Yeah, they're up the Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, four 0 win for Celtic over Aberdeen and Rangers beat Motherwell two one. We've got that much. That, we've got that bit better quality, and we've just got to make it count. And as I said to you, it might be a knob end in ninety first minute that wins it. So this is the section then where we name our five-a-side teams based upon the Premier League results and performances this weekend. Have we got any funny formations? Good. No. Goalkeepers. So I've got um, Tom Heaton. (laughs) Don't. No, I haven't. No, I haven't. I've got Gazzanigger. He's unreal. Unplayable. And if you've got anyone else, you're stupid. What about the goalkeeper that saved two penalties in one game? I was going to say, yeah, Tim Krull for me. Yeah, Tim Krull. Oh, anyone can save a pen. Two. No, I've got special mention for (laughs) Gatsuniga, but Tim Krull, two penalties, two massive saves as well. Um, I thought he was very, very good. Other than the rest of the Norwich team that were pants. You guys have mental. Defence. Chilwell. Chilwell. Full, Full house. house, I think. Lovely stuff. Milton Keynes' own speaks for itself. Uh, it's not Milton Keynes, it's Buckingham. Every time. He's Buckingham. I don't care. I don't Buckingham, care. yeah. <laughs> I don't Every care. time. Um, he's from around the corner. Uh, yeah, assist galore. Some great balls into the box for some of the finishes and got on the score sheet himself as well. Who have you got in midfield? Pulisic and Fabinho for me. I've gone Pulisic and Perez. I've gone Pulisic, Perez. Ooh. Yeah, Pulisic and Perez both getting on the score sheet. And if you're part of a 9 0 and you're getting on the score sheet, you're doing well. Why have you gone Fabinho, Pete? Probably think he is the best midfield performance I saw of the weekend. Absolute landmark. Guy's colossal. Yeah, no, he's, he's, it was weird as well because when he first started at Liverpool, everyone was like, oh my God, can't believe you spent all that money on him. And he's really coming to his own recently. He is. Probably the best in his position in the league. Yeah, mainly because Kante doesn't play there anymore. And but... Fernandinho plays defense centre back. <laughs> no, better than Fernandinho. Oh, okay. 
Absolute. He's athletic. He's a monster. He can also tackle without getting sent off as well. And he can play right back. <laughs> yeah, very good. Very good player. Howie, I think you'll agree with me in saying Pulisic speaks for itself with his hat-trick. Perfect hat-trick as well. Yeah, that's peace for him. I think um, I was more impressed with Ozzy Perez. I thought he had a. I thought he was brilliant. I thought he was better than. Oh Marley. yeah, massively. There was. A, I did allude to it with the um, the Johnny Evans miss. You should see when he brings the ball down from the corner at the back post. Oh, what a touch! Mm. It's just obviously him in a good team. He's had talent for ages. Mm. I mean, to give you an idea, we got a hat trick there with Newcastle last year. Yeah, shows you like he he's a good player. He'll get. I don't think how many goals I think you'll get this year. I think you'll get more than people expect. He's a good one for your dream team. If yeah, you well, him. yeah, I was going to say, between 10 and 15, I would have said. Oh, I think... Mm, no, He's I think he'll get on 20 that. goals. I think, upwards of 20 goals. I think he'll get... I think he'll get... I think he'll get 15 to 18 goals. He's Yeah. Just, just don't I worry. Do. I generally think... You keep good. smoking that stuff you were smoking last week when you said Villa were going to beat City. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> Leicester fans, is Perez going to get 15 to 20 goals? Get in touch. Is that oh, a three at the Not to 20. 15, Jesus, to, 15 to 18. God, I've been too precise yeah. now. Strikers, Jamie Vardy. Jamie Vardy. Patrick Hero. I've got Vardy. Patrick's everywhere. It's very close. Our team was very close this, this week. Yeah, for the first time ever. One player between us, Tom, I think, and one player between you and Howie as well. Yeah, yeah. Lovely stuff. That's what happens when you don't go stupid and just go for a whole Villa team because mm. they beat who they beat Brighton. Yeah, ten men Brighton. They're bloody good though. Ten men Brighton. Yeah. <laughs> Begin at the bar at the weekend. Almost, almost the world ten, nine nil or ten nil or anything. I did they? And there we go. Anyway, it's Pratt at the back time. Jingle. Pratt. Keep fucking opening emails by clicking on twat at the back. I'm not sure what to go with. I'll be honest with you, I've got two and neither of them are very good. No, I know what I'm going with. Fucking obvious. It's a Pratt. What are you Jacker. going Yeah, because that's the, it's the most brain dead oh. thing that anyone's done this weekend. Well, I don't know. I've got one as well. Mm. Let's start. Really? What's, what's, what's yours? We haven't got the same ones. Uh, you won't have mine. Oh, okay. Ready? Ready. Yes. This is the section where we are going to name our Pratt at the back. So this is going to be the absolute knob or knobs of the week that have been idiots, essentially. Nicely described, yeah. Definitely that. Pete, I think we know who yours is, but do you want to back us up? Do the honours? Yeah. Granite Jacker. (laughs) I mean, I don't the fans talk the, about why do we? No, the fans <laughs> were poor, but he was worse. So therefore, he's a prat. Yeah. And what about you, Howie? See, look, even the police agreed. <laughs> oh, thinking of mine made me happy. <laughs> Mine's Frank Ribery. Oh, I saw um, this. So I don't know if you saw Fiorentina and Lazio in a game at the weekend, and um, Ribery, uh, in his anger, pushed the linesman. And um, oh, I didn't he know then, this. He then quickly had to think, oh, what am I going to do to get away with it so they don't know that I've pushed the linesman? So he, he pushed the linesman again. <laughs> <laughs> so literally pushed him twice. 
one time and that neither of them were hard enough to actually stir or move the linesman. But that's probably what made it even better. Like the linesman probably like sort of moved back like a little bit and didn't really care. And um, yeah, he's got a three much band now. He has apologised. Lovely stuff. <laughs> He'll never <laughs> apologise. He's going to go out and get a gold steak. Oh god, I didn't know. You've not seen this. Yeah, Ribbery enjoys a gold steak by Salt Bay. And if you haven't seen that, it's probably one of the best videos you've a seen. A gold? Oh no, I've, yeah, I think I've, no, I've seen the, the Salt Bay thing. I've not seen him pushing the lino. Of course, he loves the oh, gold, yeah. gold steak. But we'll, we'll get does. it up on the Twitter at three at the back. I'd go as far to say as. A piece of raw steak looks better than Ribery's face. Ribery looks like Gollum. It's a bit harsh. <laughs> so yeah, mine's Ribery. Who's yours, Tom? Uh, mine is the whole AS Roma squad slash club because they, they are rumoured to be signing Jack Rodwell. Oh, yeah. Never much what a free transfer. Blackburn's own. Sunderland's own. Man City, yeah. I mean, it's safe to say it's the longest medical going, and it's probably fair. Yeah, I know. To be fair, I thought, <laughs> oh, actually, can I say this because it's not actually done yet? But it's like you say, it's probably just taken that long. And if you haven't seen the Sunderland documentary, which is actually pretty good, <laughs> Jack Rodwell, you're an you're an abominable man. He like, is. Please don't listen to this because you're not welcome. And, and and further to that. It's worth mentioning this, this this particular part of the show that Tottenham are doing an all or nothing series <laughs> coming out over over Christmas, which I'm sure we'll all understand that it's going to be nothing because it's definitely not all. Well, <laughs> <laughs> it's nothing. <laughs> so, oh. Howie, Pete, who are you going with the other? Two out of the three. Well, you vote first. I'm there definitely go. going Granite Xhaka. Can't no, look past it. Well, I'm not. I'm not going Granite Xhaka. I can't vote for my own. I'm going for AS Roma. Well, oh. well, wait a minute. <laughs> Are you going to be that guy? I'm going to go for Rebury. Hey! They're all in. Yay! Production. <laughs> or none of them. That, they're all in. So they join the likes of. Brian Swanson, Kevin Friend and his linesman, Unai Emery, the whole of Bulgaria, Triangle Man, and as I said, inductees into the Pratt of the Back are Granite Xhaka, Frank Ribery, and A.S. Roma. That's a lovely, lovely... They all might be together next year. That'd be lovely. That's very true. That's very, very true. Right. Any more for any more? No. Good, good, because this has been a long ass episode. <laughs> good, good. But thanks very much for listening. If you do want to get in touch, at the three at the back on Twitter, and the email is the three at the back at gmail.com. Pete, say goodbye. Goodbye. And Howie, say goodbye. My can we just love each other? We are. We're going to see Pete get married on Friday. Don't forget, Pete. Joke's on you.